a former Cleveland Brown offensive lineman in his own right, man who I'm pretty sure is going to be as excited as we are, Jason Pink. Stan Pink, welcome to the show, bud. What's going on, fellas? Well, welcome to playoffs, buddy. Happy, uh, happy playoff Friday. It's playoff Friday. Couldn't be a better Friday. I got to kind of, we, we, we like to do a vibe check occasionally on this show. I just got a vibe check with you where, where, where's your confidence heading into this game with the Browns? I, I'm, I'm pretty confident. I, I feel really good about this game. Uh, I feel good about our team, the things we've been able to do this year. Um, I, I'm happy. You know, we got Joe Flacco in there. Coach Stefanski's, you know, doing his thing. He got that guy clicking. Uh, the defense is coming together. Uh, we're getting some guys back healthy at the right time. I would like to think, um, and we're, we're 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 I'm ready. I'm ready for it. I can't wait till the, it's it's game day. Pink, when it comes to Joe Flacco and Flacco magic, do you have any concern about it continuing on in the postseason? You know what? I, I'm not too concerned. He's been there. He's a veteran player. He's won in the playoffs. Won a, won a Super Bowl. I, I feel very confident in what he um, – I'm excited for it. I, I'm actually happy that we have a veteran guy there with some experience. He could be that calming factor um, that we need in the huddle for uh, both sides of the ball. I, I've seen that he's been very vocal this week, you know, talking to the team, getting everyone prepared. Um, you know, it, it's a good thing. I feel like we're in a, we're in a good situation. Uh, obviously, we're going against a, a, a good Houston, Texas – Houston Texans team that we we beat earlier this year, but uh, they were out without their quarterback, and, and I think it's going to be a big test for us, and I, I think we'll be able to do what we need to do to, to get a win. You know, in terms of the the coaching advantage in this game, Nick and I were just talking about this. You know, D'Amico is, is a young guy. He's really turned that team around rather quickly, uh, very similar to what Stefanski did, you know, in his, his first couple of years here in Cleveland, but now Stefanski's been here, you know, four years. He's had a playoff win under his belt and all these things. Like how how valuable is that in terms of a game like this? I think that is pretty valuable. Um, just having that experience, um, it, it was kind of tough for Coach Stefanski because obviously he was he was coaching from the basement, but he was involved in the preparation and getting the team ready for that game. So you know, I, I kind of give him that credit for the for that playoff win. Um, it, it's nice to, for us to be on the side of having those things fall fall in place for us where we do have some experience uh, experience coaching and the playoffs and, and, and some experienced players who've played in playoff games and won, I, I think that does give us a huge advantage. Um, I, I feel like, you know, when you're going down the stretch in these, these playoff games, clock management is, is, is very, very key and determinant in getting points. And I, I think that will come down to it. You know, I'm, I'm not – obviously, I – you know, I, I don't. I want to win, right? So I, I want. I want to see them have some of those. You know, first time coaching mistakes in the playoffs that that the Browns can capitalize on. Anything that we can do to get a win uh, is a positive for us. Jason Pinkston on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline, getting us ready for Browns Texans in Houston tomorrow, four thirty kick and Pink. I'm a, I, I am a big believer in trenches matter as much as anything in the playoffs and to win a championship. I think you need to have a franchise quarterback and be good in on both sides of the trenches. And I, by the way, that just bore fruit in uh, uh, Michigan winning the national title. So I'm curious to this game, when you look at the Browns offensive line, we are on tackles four and five, 
but from left guard to right guard, you're healthy here or as healthy as you've as you've been. Is this offensive line ready for the task of you know Jonathan Grenard and uh, and Will Anderson? You you know what I, I I give those guys all the credit in the world because we were not very excited when they got in there as, as these backup roles, right? You know, we're you obviously we were wishing and hoping that things would have went different in that regard, but they have proven over the last half half part of the season that they are capable backups and they can do the job and get it done. Um, I, I think those guys will be ready to accept that challenge. You know, Will Anderson was a little bit banged up. Uh, the first time we played them, I'm expecting him obviously to be a little bit more healthy, but I, I have full confidence in that group. Um, as a, that's a, that's a group of fighters that they've shown that they're going to stick together. They're going to battle it out and they're going to do what's necessary to win the game. And it will come down to our offensive line performing and our defensive line performing as well. And I, I feel really good about it on what we've done throughout the year and the games we won. And, and they were, they weren't easy games. They were tough games down the stretch there that we won. And I, I do feel confident with that. And obviously the, the more reps that they've got, they've got better. So I'm expecting them to take another step come this weekend. You know, we did get some some interesting news on, I believe it was Wednesday, uh, Denzel Ward was uh, limited in practice. In fact, I think he actually kind of tweaked his knee in practice. Uh, sounds like he's probably going to give it a go in the game tomorrow, but boy, we, we sure need him. How big of a loss would that be if he's not 100%? That would be a huge loss. I mean, Denzel Ward is, you know, he's an all-pro cornerback. Um, he, he does things the right way. He 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 is he's a, a, one of your your guys that you can count on in pass coverage. If you're going to man somebody up a little bit more and take away a receiver, that would be a huge loss for us. Um, I'm I'm hoping he's okay and it it wasn't something major. Uh, maybe the doctor can help him out with a little something to get him through it. But uh, that that would be a huge loss for us. I mean, he's been he's been one of the the most solid cornerbacks that we've had in the past years. And I'm, I'm, I, I cringe when I heard that news of obviously of him tweaking the knee a little bit, but hopefully it's not as significant as we, that we thought it was and, and that their team is, is letting us know. So hopefully he's good to go and he's ready to rock because he's a big time player and he makes plays. Pink of all the AFC games uh, this, uh, this weekend, the Browns Texans is the closest in Vegas. It, it started, I think at two and a half. I think it's now, Last time I looked, I think it was uh, Browns are two-point favorites on the road. Uh, is that what you expect out of this game, or do you expect a more comfortable win for the Cleveland Browns? Um, you know, when, when you get into the playoffs, I, I hate, like, you know, predictions and lines like that because anything can happen. Uh, you, you look back at the, the, the Browns' last playoff win, and, you know, I know myself did not expect that game to, to go the way it did. You know, you open up with a snap over the head for a touchdown and then multiple, you know, turnovers. And, I mean, it, it's just so crazy. Um, you, you never know what can happen. I, I think it's going to be – no doubt it's going to be a great game. I think they that the Texans, like you said, D'Amico uh, Ryan's has done a fantastic job. C.J. Stroud has proven that he can throw the ball and swing it. Um, I, I, I think it'll be a closer game. I think there's going to be a portion of the game where we're trying to fill each other out and, you know, we're, we're, we're playing it safe. And then I expect it to open up. I expect our defense to really come alive. And, you know, I expect that defensive line to really hunt and get after C.J. Stroud and make him uncomfortable. And, 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 and I expect Jim Schwartz to, you know, throw some blitzes at him to get him off his spot, to get him moving in the pocket. 
But I, I think when it comes down to it, if, if, if we can control uh, the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball and we don't let C.J. Stroud beat us, um, I, I think we can win this game by at least eight points. Um, that, was, that was my thought when I was thinking about it and I was trying to analyze the game on how it was going to go. I know um, it's going to be a good game, I, I, but I think we can win this game by eight points. And I know Vegas has it close, um, but, you know, that's, that's not for me. I, I don't really bet on the games too often. I just like to watch them and, and, and root for our teams to win, and I look at the matchups and, and where we can take advantage of them. So I, I think it'll be a it'll be a pretty even game to start out, but I think that we can we can definitely we definitely have the tools and, and the players to 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 win the game and and pull away from this team. Uh, a quick point to make is Denzel Ward has just released a hype video on his Twitter account, and uh, that would indicate he's playing, and that would indicate something very good. Of course, he was he was called okay, but still listed as questionable. I, I believe the phrase in it is "Let's get it." So. Uh, pump me up a little more, why don't you, Denzel? Uh, I do want to ask oh, you, though, yeah. as you are in Yinzertown, one, how are you taking in this game tomorrow? And then, two, I got to know what level of playoffs do the Browns need to get to where you need to come back to Cleveland, even if it's not here in Cleveland, where you need to be in Cleveland to see the Browns play what level of playoff game? You know, obviously, I, I, I want to see them win this game. This is a very winnable game. I think we, I, I think we are truly the better team. And, and honestly, I, I feel like that first playoff game is, is always like the hardest. It's like it's, it reminds me of like the first game of the season because you just don't know, um, you know, teams change up things a little bit and, and you just don't know how it's going to go and, and the reaction and, and the, the, the hype of the game. It's, it's, it's win, or win or go home. If we can get past this game and we can win this game, I think I love our chances going into Baltimore just because the fact that they rested their players and they're going to be, what, two to three weeks out from playing a football game with all the starters, I like our chances going into that game if we can be, get past Houston and win it. Um, if we beat Baltimore, then I'm going to start banging on the drum of, of here we come, uh, Super Bowl. But I don't want to get ahead of myself just quite yet. But if we can, if we win one game, that's 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 fantastic. I think with everything that's went on this season with the injuries, I don't think anyone has expected us to be where we are. But I, I'm definitely expecting them to win this game and go into Baltimore and, and and have a shot at winning that game. Has Joe Flacco done enough in, in this um, four game winning winning streak here uh, to warrant buying a jersey? Absolutely. There's no doubt about it. I'd say, I'd say go out and, and, and get your son or your daughter, whoever it may be, wants a jersey. I would definitely spend the money and get that jersey. I thought you were going elsewhere with that question. I thought you were going to ask about maybe signing him back for next year. I thought we were going there yet. Not I'm yet, not yet, not yet. That'll be most of the offseason there, Jason. <laughs> I'm glad we didn't go that direction yet. All right, last question for me. You know, So let's say the Browns win tomorrow. Let's not say the Browns are going to win tomorrow. Yes. And when the Browns win tomorrow, Absolutely. on Sunday, should Browns fans be rooting for Pittsburgh to beat the Bills so that they could have a home game in the divisional round? Oh, uh, that's t- – yeah. You know what? I'm all for a home game. So if that's what it takes to get us a home game, absolutely. I'm here for it. I'm absolutely 100% here for it. I think a home playoff game in Cleveland – the atmosphere would be unbelievable, incredible. Um, those, I, I think the city deserves that. 
The fans deserve it. The, the team deserves that. There's some there's some guys that have been really cheering for this team to get to that point. If if we can get a home playoff game, I'm all for it. Hank, excellent stuff, buddy. Oh, real quick before we let you go, official prediction time. So I like the Browns 28-20. Okay, I I, I know that's kind of I, I like I said I hate the predictions, but I I love us 28-20. I think we our defense does play well. I, I I think the offense and Joe Flacco picks off from where we left off. I think we run the ball pretty well. Um, we, we, I, I just want to see a win, man. I, I think this this team has done so well. They fought through all the adversity. The city deserves it. The the, the fans, the team, everyone deserves this win. And, and listen, I, I think we can. We we win this game. I think we're in we're in great shape moving forward. And and I'm I'm here for it. I'm I'm here for everything that comes with a Browns win this weekend. I want to get back to Cleveland. If we get in a home playoff game, I'll be out there shirtless. I ain't going to go skins all the way, but I'll be out there shirtless. <laughs> in the dog pound, I don't drink beer. I'll drink a Pepsi. But whatever we got to do to get a win, I'm here for it. Pink, we love to hear it, buddy. Enjoy the game, and hopefully next week we're talking about the Browns heading into the divisional round. Yes, sir. Go Browns. Have a good weekend, guys. Stay warm. You too. Jason Pinkston there. What I think Pink did a really great job there of laying out is when you first, that first round of the playoffs, we know who these teams are, right? And in fairness, we have seen these two teams match up, even if it wasn't these Texans, what, three or four weeks ago. But the, the unknown of the playoffs is always the big concern in the first round how each team's going to handle the adversity of the playoffs. You know, like for the for the Texans, to me, the unknown is, you know, the Texans just didn't beat a lot of good teams this year. So I think that's the unknown. Like, all right, you're actually playing one of the five best teams in the AFC. How do you match up against a team that has natural answers for your best things, which includes C.J. Stroud, Nico Collins, and their, um, and, and their pass defense, you know, Joe Flacco should be able to exploit that. So with the Browns, it's just the the kernel of doubt or the unknown is, all right, how's this defense going to travel? And I really think, and and maybe how do you handle it the last couple weeks? So to me, the unknown is what's adding so much intrigue. If the Browns had played last week and they had been able to play to the final moment and were coming off a win here, and, you know, Joe had dropped another 300-yard performance and the defense had continued to do what they had done in December, I don't think I'd have any – I don't say doubts because you always have doubts. It's the playoffs. But I don't think I'd be really concerned at all. Well, the other thing, too, is, I mean, the the Texans basically had to play a playoff game already. They had to give it their all. That was a, that was a win-and-get-in type of game. So they've already had that mentality for a week mm-hmm. where they gave it their all. The Browns yeah. had a chance to rest yeah. going into this game. So they're going to be fresher than the Houston Texans are. Well, and the other thing that's interesting is the 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 Texans have really had to play one win or die game. The Browns have kind of had to play that kind of football every single week this year because of the injuries because you just didn't know. It's that next man up idea. What what is what, what's the Stefanski cliche? One one game at a time. Right, we got to go one and zero. That's what it is. Got to go one and zero. And I don't think I've and this is it, so I haven't covered Houston at all this year to know, outside of the game that we we saw a couple weeks back, I haven't covered them enough to know whether they kind of have that similar mentality. But I can tell you, 
you know, Kevin Stefanski's been talking about we got to go one and zero for four years, and this is the first team that I've heard them say it. That I don't think it sounds like they're like it's it's a tongue in cheek thing or like I think they're fully bought into the idea of we got to go one and zero. Yeah, and again, that isn't I don't know. Does that transfer the playoffs? I think it does, and so I I think. I think this is a really interesting spot for both teams, and I just I I just have a great feeling about the Browns. I do, and it feels, and I I almost don't want to say it on air because we're just so used to the old Brownsian things. But like I felt like the regular season was about us shedding the previous oh same old Browns or the Brownsian mentality. I feel like the postseason could be that as well. You know, you you go on the road, the defense travels well. Um, which they they did the first time in in Houston, and they did well against uh, in the second half at least against uh, Baltimore. They did. I actually think the defense should get more credit for that Pittsburgh game because that they weren't the reason they lost. Like by and large, this is kind of that moment of all right, prove it. They're gonna prove it. I think they are. Do, do not prove it. I will tell you. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna prove, prove it. it. <laughs> I will tell you though. I'm not changing my viewing habits on this game um, for the first week in the playoffs. I'm not doing it. I can't do it. I am. All right. So what are your viewing habits? So obviously when the regular season games are here, I've gone to plenty of them. But this is the first year that I have have really at home, in front of the TV, watch Brown's game just in my in my lonesome. And I've really enjoyed it because this year has – has been uh, uh, the cardiac kids, and it is has made me a nervous Nelly damn near every week. Um, and I, I'm going to continue that this weekend. Yeah, like, I'm, gonna, I, I, I'm I'm going to just watch it at home. I'm going to I'm going to put it on every TV in my house. I'm going to play it through every Sonos speaker in my house where where I hear it in every room. In case I go to the go, have to go to the bathroom, I'm going to be able to hear it too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to hear it all, and I am going to be as locked in as I have been probably more than than every game. I mean, a lot of times I'm even traveling like on Sundays. So like sometimes I might miss a quarter. So I got to listen to the radio, then get home and like watch the end of it. No, no, no. I mean, I'm in, I'm, I'm, I'm watching the countdown on channel five it, right up until kickoff. Like, listen, listening to the pregame show right here on the fan. Like we even did, like we had a conversation leading up with the girls where I'm like, I, if you want to watch the game with me, this is cool. I want you to watch the game with me if you want to. But we're not, you know, we're not having the 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 switch going in the room. We're not having, uh, we're not watching Instagram reels on our phone. Yeah, my, that's going to distract my, from my the, sound. The tech is going down. Yes, this is going to be. This going to be a very. I I need to be able to focus on this game. All my energy. And what I think is interesting is me and my friends are already having the conversation about. All right, when because one friend lives in Troy. Yeah. Another lives in Chicago. Another lives in Charlotte, so the question is, like, at what you, point? You guys gonna have like a like a Zoom meeting? Like, well, at what point do we do like COVID? A, like have a, like a, a Zoom party? At what point do we do like a Brown Summit where we either meet up somewhere, meaning like we try and triangulate, probably not from Charlotte to Troy to to Chicago, but from like from Manaway to Chicago to Troy. All right, where's the place we can meet up? Because like, you win this game, like this is kind of one of those things where it's like the all right, I don't want to. It's the first round of the playoffs. But like once you get to a home home playoff game next weekend, if that were to happen, then it's a definite. But like you get to the AFC title game. I can't watch that game alone. 
Like I, there, we're getting to a point where the deeper you get into the playoffs, the more I'm going to need to be either around more Browns fans and people who I know in my life who are Browns fans that we commiserate with, or I'm going to have to be downtown. And I like to usually when this is the factor is like when the guardians have been in like the, the, the championship series or in like the league championship series, right? Either the ALCS or the world series Um, with the Cavs, when the Cavs were in the finals, there was just nothing better than being downtown. Even if the Cavs weren't physically playing here. Right. Right. And I kind of feel like even if the Browns don't get a, a second round matchup, the divisional round at home, I kind of feel like next week is the week where I got to start. I'm going to have to get out of my shell and I'm going to have to get get off my fat ass and go be around other Browns fans so that I can just soak up that energy. Because I like we've talked about um, AFC title stuff like we've talked about um you know the hypothetical super bowl runs the reality is none of us know what that's going to be like meaning like it's it's ever once you get past the divisional round assuming that happens everything's going to be completely new and i to me i think it is probably the divisional round or the afc championship you get into the deeper you go i'm gonna have to make plans every week because just sit I got a beautiful 70-inch TV. It's not going to be enough. I'm going to need to be around other people. And here's the thing. I'm a bit of a hermit, all right? I, I like to sit on my porch in Manaway and whittle. I like to be out in hillbilly country. I can't do that with the Browns in the playoffs. Like, I I, I will need to commit. I need, like, that energy. I'll talk to strangers for once in my life. I'll tell you what. I'm going to put 10 dimes on the Browns. I'm going to take half a gummy. Then I'm going to take another gummy. And then I'm going to take another gummy, and I'll put another 10 dimes on the Browns. So, for me, it's next week, uh, hypothetically, if they they continue on there. At what point is it, like, viewing party? At what point is it, all right, we got to make a party at a bar? At what point is it, do you have to be downtown for a playoff run where you you start to change your viewing habits? Boy, I I don't know about that. I mean, my my viewing habits, I I, I usually watch it in in my, uh, my living room. Mm-hmm. On the eighty-five, mm-hmm. beautiful TV. Mm-hmm. I will go. I'll pop, pop into Hooli House down the street sometimes. Good viewing, viewing situation. Very there. nice viewing situation. Very nice. That whole that whole stretch there is yeah. just from where I was when I was in high school to where it is now. It's like why couldn't you have this when I was? We got Hooli. We got Town Tavern. Oh, the whole slate of it. You know, your your boys over there. I know. Yeah, I'm gonna get you to move to my hood. Uh, I need to. Yeah, I, I miss that area. How are you how are you taking in tomorrow's game? Is this a watch party situation? Are you sticking with your normal viewing habits, which is what I'm doing, which is in front of my own TV in isolation. The only real change is everybody around me knows that if you watch an Instagram reel while the Browns game is on, I will banish you to Siberia, which basically means outside in Manaway right now. <laughs> you'll just not be allowed in the house or you'll be in the basement. Um, that makes it seem a little more cruel. But 216-474-0092, how are you taking in tomorrow? And at what point, like, how far in the playoffs do the Browns need to get for you to need to be downtown when the playoff game is going on, even if they aren't playing, in, that game isn't being played in Cleveland? If they did, let me ask you this question. This is a total hypothetical. I don't even know if this is even possible. Mm-hmm. But if they open up Cleveland Browns Stadium and put the game on the TV, how many fans would show up? This weekend? I think you would have a lot. Yeah. Two weeks from now, or sorry, next week, I think you would have. Uh, like, would you have half the stadium full? I think this weekend, yeah. 
Even with the weather, yeah. If 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 you promised, all right, and they gave you the entertainment on the field and stuff yes. like between commercial breaks and all yes. that stuff, all that you put on the full game and, display. And, but I mean, you you could here you could do you could put the game on the big screen, yep. right? And you could play the Browns Radio Network. Mm-hmm. Oh, the, the Jimmy call that would you be could get the Jimmy call that would be half so the people awesome. in the dog pound. Oh, but I think once by the way. You don't necessarily have to do it this weekend. You don't necessarily have to do it for next weekend if there's not a home uh, playoff game for the Browns. AFC title, I'm going to need a gigantic watch party at either the, the Q, Progressive Field, or the Q at, would be at the dope. stadium. Because I think you could you could put 20,000 in there. I think you would I think you would be pushing people away at the Q. Because it's indoor, because of the, the Jumbotron, because of all of that. Would you charge? You just let them first come, first serve. Didn't, didn't they charge with the Cavs? You like five bucks. Ten bucks, yeah, and I'd pay it. I, I, I'm a cheap, you know what, and I would pay it. It would be fun. Two one six four seven four double o nine two. Somebody should have thought of that. Uh, let's go with, let's go with Luke. Luke, welcome to the show, buddy. What you got? Hey, fellas, thanks for having me. Yes, sir. What What's you up, got? man? Look, guys, I, I just want to tell you a quick story, and this is why I think we should all watch the Browns game at a bar this weekend. So we had a little watch party for the Steelers game, the first playoff game, uh, what was that, three years ago? Mm-hmm. And we're sitting there, and my buddy, he's looking at his phone, and he goes, oh, my God, because we all got these bets right. And he said, I'm pretty sure the Browns' defense scores first. And everybody in the room went dead silent. They looked at this guy, and, oh, my God, he never got invited back. <laughs> but can you, I mean, can you believe that? You can't sit around in a quiet room. And, of course, it can get a little rowdy, whatever. But people, these days, they check their phone. They sit there, and they're scrolling through stuff. They can't help it. And they want to say something about it. I don't know. That's, that's all I got, fellas. But, look, I, I think everyone should be watching it downtown. I think when the cameras go on Cleveland, it, uh, it shows something when it's, when it's popping. You know, Tremont, Ohio City, everywhere. We just got to get it going, show them that uh, we mean business this year, fellas. That's all I got. My, my advice is turn your phone on Do Not Disturb during the game. Yeah, that's good. For sure. That's, well, especially, like, I, I watch a lot of my stuff on Hulu, and my, my buddies Jeremy and Dan are always, like, 30 seconds ahead. Luke, we appreciate you, buddy. And the good thing is they're actually nice, so they wouldn't do that on purpose, but I can't I can't psychologically handle that at all. Because I've got, like, I'm not I'm sure about you, too, but, like, the push notifications, like, on whether it be CBS, ESPN, or even the Browns, they'll, like, send you notifications, like, right when they score. Sometimes it's, like, 10 seconds ahead of the TV. I think the Texans can win the game. I do. I think it'll be a tough game. I think they're a good team, competent team. So I would pretty much expect probably to have a close game. I just think they're solid. I think their quarterback's good. I think their defense is good. I think their defensive scheme is good. They've been competitive. I I don't think the Browns are just an amazing juggernaut at this point. So uh, it's on the road. I I think it'll be competitive. That was Mike Sando uh, last night with Jonathan Peterlin uh, on overtime with Jonathan Peterlin talking about his expectation for this game. It's funny, yesterday you and I talked about I haven't seen anybody pick the Texans. We literally talked about that on uh, well, it was, a, I think, the 4 o'clock hour. And from that point on, all I've seen are people picking the Texans. Oh, so you're like the jinx. I think I might be the jinx. Well, okay, I'm jinxing other people's bad picks. But, like, yeah, I, I, it, I, I swear it's left and right. And I'll, I, think, I think there's a fair amount of people overrating the Texans. I don't think they're the fourth best team in the, in the AFC. I think they are a really, really nice young team, and I, I think they're going to be a son of a you-know-what to deal I mean, with. If, if Jacksonville doesn't urinate down their leg, yeah, they're in easily. Yeah, yeah. If if I mean honestly, if Jacksonville literally just—I mean, if if the, one if extra the Colts, game. 
leave Jonathan Taylor in the game. If the they Colts, probably win the game. Who is the running back that dropped the ball? The young Goodson kid. Or Gus, yeah, Goodson. if if he just catches the damn ball, they probably lose the game. And and none of this is to say they're they're not a good team. They're a good team. Yeah, yeah you have to be a good team to make the playoffs. Well, to win ten games in the NFL, you gotta be. You gotta have something you, going. You're you're above average. But like, <laughs> I, and then this is where I feel like I might be a little condescending. Mm. There's still a team. Like a bulk of those dudes are. St- everything is brand new to them. This is a team who, even though D'Amico Ryans has a great future and C.J. Stroud is really special, I think 90% of what makes the Texans go is C.J. Stroud. And I think if you can early in this, and I actually, you know, it's funny, I think for the Browns to to win, I'd love to see Joe Flacco have a really great game. And I think I think Joe, if Joe limits, if, if Joe doesn't have a turnover, I think you're going to win convincingly. That's how much I think the turnovers matter to 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 the Browns outcome in this game. I'm not saying it's going to be like a couple weeks ago. But you know the Browns have had so much success getting the ball first, marching down the field and scoring. And I'm not I would s- take the ball first. Um, you know I was thinking about this. I kind of want it on the defense first. Oof. I, Do you know why? Because I haven't Cause, really cause, loved. Because you want to back them up and just set the t- set the tone. So I th- there's part of that. I also haven't loved how the defense has responded when the offense has had great drives to start the game. Like I I feel like and, and I I don't want to accuse also, them. Also, you know what would be nice, Nick? What's that? If the defense got off the field with three and out, and the Browns started with like the ball at the forty. Yeah, I, I mean, even if you even if you force a punt, but you just prove early in that game. Like, I, I think the defense sometimes is a defense that is about the vibe. I think they are. And I think if they start out lackadaisically, I think that's how this becomes the game that Mike Sando just just said. But if the Browns defense on the road, the very first drive, can go out and get to the kid or get him off his spot, and it, you don't have to turn the ball over, but that could happen over four quarters. I actually think you have as good a chance to get him to turn the ball over as any defense they've faced the last eight weeks of the season. So I, I don't think – I'm not taking to the bank that the kid's not going to turn the ball over, even though he only threw five interceptions this year and faced this defense yet. But so much of this and, and the ability to win and the, the ability for us to kind of see the best version of the Browns starts with when the Browns' defense hits the field – that very first uh, defensive uh, stand is a three and out or a four and out. I think that is really crucially important because I just think psychologically when that defense is locked in, once they, I, I don't know if anybody feels different about this. Once the defense is locked in in games, they don't really tend to let up until the game has pretty much been decided. And there were a couple games where that damn near bit them in the booty. But, like, by and large, I need the defense to hit the ground running. And and not just that. Because I think if you can do it in this matchup, there's nothing to say you couldn't do that against Baltimore, hypothet- Baltimore-Buffalo next week. Or if you had a home game, that certainly would help. Like, I, I almost would rather the defense seize the field first. Because there's that, that concern of if the offense gets seven on the board, um, I'm trying to think of the last game that it really stood out to me well, when everybody was playing. Um, maybe the Jacksonville game where you got on the board real quick and then Jacksonville was able to get points on the board really quickly after that. 
remembering correctly, something like that. I could be misremembering the game. 216-474-0092. When it comes to that, would you rather the Browns offense has the ball first or would you rather the Browns defense hits the ball or hits the field first? I just I'm ready to see this defense show the entire world and maybe me that they can do this in the playoffs on the road. Steve, welcome to the show, buddy. What you got for us? Hey, uh, thanks for taking my call. Uh, I'd like to see the defense first and set the tone as far as that goes. But I actually called about watching the game. So you were talking about how do you turn your phone off and stuff. Here's the thing. I watch on the I listen on the Odyssey app and Jimmy Donovan, and I pause the game to match it up. Well, that's about two and a half to three minutes. Well, the problem is every time something good happens, my son and grandson in Illinois who are watching it on Redbox or Red Network, they're calling me. So, like, how do you, you – you can't shut that off, you know? It's like I try talking to them to, like, delay to match up to us, but they're farther than 100 miles away, so they can't match up the same as we do. Uh... I don't know. It's, it's a pickle, you know? You want my grandson to cheer, and he's – He's a Browns fan in the middle of Illinois with Packers, with Packers and Bears fans all over the place, and he's standing alone as a Browns fan for us. So I gotta, you know, cheer with them. What do you do? Um, all right. In some ways, it's the best problem to have, but yep. I think you just gotta do. I think you gotta take one because there's you gotta take one for the team because there's just no better thing than seeing your family react. You know, like, um, yep. Steve, we appreciate you, buddy. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, if my, my dad was uh, the other biggest Browns fan I knew in my family. Um, if if he were alive, I wouldn't even care if it spoiled it. Friends, that's a little different. Um, acquaintances, that's a little different. But you can do, can't you do the only, like, choose only a few certain people interrupt you? I'd just have it just set on your, your uh, son or your grandson. That's what I'd do. Like, on, like the do not disturb thing? Yeah. Yeah, I just have, like, three people on there. Like, immediate family. Am I one of them? Oh, uh, you are not. 216-474-0092. It's literally like, it's literally like no, I get you. my two kids. I know. <laughs> and you're kind of like my... Nah. Uh, Thanks, Dad. 